What's new? What's new? Welcome back to another music interview. I'm Justin, the Floor God. This is the So Who's Up Next podcast, the show where I have curious conversations with my fellow musicians about their music, art, and process. So Hill's craft is a recipe of imagination, innovation, and self-awareness. During our talk, we mentioned how modern musicians cope with the current moment and how paying attention to your own habits can be leveraged into productivity at your own pace. This concept in particular really got me thinking because in a world of fast-paced socials, sometimes it can feel hard to stay in the loop. This episode is somewhat of a sister episode to Soil's podcast, Fresh Jam Sessions. I got to kick it with him and his co-host, Justin, great name, by the way, over there. And we talked a little bit about new music and some marketing stuff as well. So definitely check it out after this. I also wanted to let you know that I've ad slots open on every episode. So if you're an artist, a record label, or any other business in the music space looking to market their music brand on long form, evergreen content, and on a platform that has only been growing, definitely hit me up. Send me an email to so who's up next at gmail gmail.com with the subject line booming because that's exactly what you're going to experience the moment you start advertising with me each ad slot is for a double placement pre-roll and post-roll so you maximize exposure for your brand so make the smart money moves and hit me up now for the show so hill nice to have you on the show great to be here justin Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the D.C., Northern Virginia area in a town called Leesburg. It's very close to D.C. Um, They call us Nova. I'm not sure if you're familiar because you're from Florida, but Nova is like, it's honestly its own state. People see it as not a part of Virginia, not a part of D.C. It's Nova. I moved out to D.C. last year, and now I'm back living around the D.C. area. I've been here pretty much my whole life. What kind of music culture is there in D.C.? If you go out to places in Northern Virginia or anywhere around Northern Virginia, I think you're going to hear a lot of folk, some country, a bit of soul music. If you go into D.C., I think you can hear a a bit more of the soul and hip-hop. Being in the middle of it shaped my musical tastes, or at least the way I play music. Gotcha. And so how did you actually get into music, what was that like for you? When I was like 10 or 11 years old, I got a guitar to impress the people in my neighborhood. Nice. Because that was like the cool thing to do at the time. Get a guitar and, you know, get attention for just being a guy that has a guitar. It wasn't even about playing it. (laughs) Right. Um, So obviously with that mentality, it started collecting dust in the corner. It's not going to be played if I don't really, you know, if I didn't want to pick it up for the music. One day, I think it was like a summer day, probably like 2006, 2007, something like that. I picked it up. I started playing this song by uh, Blink-182 just because that was what I was listening at the time. And I was like, I want to learn this song and you know it happened to be an easy song to play because it's it's blink I started playing it i learned it and that was it i think i was hooked after that i went online and i would find tabs like you know blink 182 lincoln park whatever it is mm-hmm. tabs i would just pick up the guitar and try to learn it just the fact that i could enjoy something that i am playing was an amazing like concept to me mm-hmm. and i feel like that was it that was addicted and i've just been kind of the same ever since just like creating something that i enjoy is the whole point of it to me yeah for sure i, I mean that's a sentiment that i can definitely relate to i mean with any form of curiosity as well it doesn't have to be creative per se but definitely actively pursuing it and discovering things as you go just gets you more and more hooked um, i yeah. found that especially on my end with uh, production things the further mm-hmm. i get the more i don't know but also the more that curiosity and discovery happens but as far as your stuff you say you were influenced by rock bands you know blink yeah, yeah, yeah. too lincoln park i listened to yeah. your whole discography man it does not sound anything <laughs> like that yeah so tell yeah. me a little bit about how you 
shifted from your kind of rock roots into what you're making now? Well, I guess to back all the way up, how would you classify your music to anyone who hasn't heard it yet? I would say that it has a bit of a futuristic modern production style. It's super hip hop influenced. But then when you add the vocals on top of it, I think it's a whole different thing. The vocals, I think, bring about a little bit of a pop alternative style to it. You know, hyper specific lyrics talking about, you know, trying to tell a story in a way that's a little angsty, I think, is what I got from rock music and a little bit of the melody style. So like just singing in kind of and melodies that are very catchy, Mm. but done over hip-hop and pop groups, it sounds a little bit more accessible than a rock song to me. Everything you said that has influenced your music, I can hear echoes of it throughout all of Mm -hmm. your work. To see a hybrid of a bunch of different things like that isn't too uncommon, I don't think, anymore because it's like we have access to so many different genres and it's so much easier nowadays relative to, you know, decades before to make music and things like that. Uh, I think what you're doing is really cool and it definitely comes off as oh, I pick from, you know, pop punk, I pick from pop, I pick from, you know, R&B, whatever it is. So on that topic of hybridity, you're talking about how you got all these different genres and things like that in your music, but you're not just a musician. You also have a podcast, Fresh Jam Sessions. Tell me a little bit about that. How'd you get that started? Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked about this. So me and my buddy, Justin, funnily enough, we worked together at this company. I'm not going to say the name. We sort of bonded over music for sure, but just life in general. So we sat next to each other. A couple of years ago, for about a year, we worked together. You know, every morning we'd come in and we'd just complain about stuff. We, you know, we'd talk about, you know, an annoying thing that happened in the office or, you know, something that happened last night. And then it always kind of made its way back to music. And we realized, you know, we go on these tangents, you know, I can say this now that I don't work there, but you know, we talk for like 20, 30, 40 minutes just about music. Mm-hmm. Like we forget that we were working for some time, you know, sometimes and we just talk about music. Nice. And a lot of people around us would actually enjoy hearing us. And some people would say that, like, you know, I was just overhearing you guys talk about music and it was just, I listened to the whole thing. It was entertaining. Nice. And people would keep saying that. So me and Justin were like, okay, if people, if people like this, we know we didn't think that it was something that we never did a performance. We were just talking. So, and if people actually like it, I think it's kind of interesting. Maybe we should try something couple months after I left that company, we had started Fresh Jam Sessions, which is a music podcast that sort of week by week talks about music news, music trends, hot topics, drama, and anything revolving around music kind of in a current fashion. So we started that pretty much to hide the pandemic and we're kind of looking to kick it back up again. So we were on a hiatus for a little bit because, you know, my co-host had moved to a different city, you know, so we're not, we're not meeting so much in person. We're going to do another one for sure in August because I'm going down to the city to visit and then we'll slowly see if we can make it into more more consistent thing. I like that a lot. I mean, we're, we're doing vastly different things, I think, but the idea or the concept is the same. Just like talk about music with someone else. I would say I'm more into a bit more alternative and indie, whereas Justin, you know, is a diehard kind of pop guy. And I think that makes for a really cool podcast because, you know, diverse opinions make for, you know, you don't want a podcast with two guys who feel the same way about everything. And the fact that we feel pretty differently about a lot of things, I think makes for a pretty uh, engaging conversation for sure. I totally agree. I think the best interviews that I've ever had were ones where my beliefs were challenged because a lot of times I'll say like, I don't know, I'm just reading one of your titles for one of your episodes, a musical impact of, I don't know, let's say Billie Eilish is underrated or, you know, for whatever reason I chose Billie Eilish to say right there, but (laughs) right. You could like nod and agree with me and be like, oh yes, for X, Y, and Z reasons, yada, yada, yada. But I think it's nice to have alternative perspectives where maybe, you know, you would say like, ah, Billie Eilish is not underrated and her musical impact is overreaching or whatever uh, (laughs) for 
various reasons. So I, I definitely think there's a lot of value in that. But you also mentioned that you got some hot takes in there every now and then, or maybe a few per episode, depending on what you're exactly covering. But if you could name like one of your favorite hot takes, uh, what would hmm. it be? Justin is a very logical guy, I think. His belief is that music always gets better with time. That's actually a better hot hmm. take. Where a lot of people sort of classify the older artists and kind of enshrine them into legend. And, you know, as we get older, we sort of romanticize their music. His take is that music always gets better with time. So no matter what, the more current it is, the better it is. That's his take, which I think is a pretty hot take. So we had a discussion on that. If you want to hear more about that, definitely check out that episode. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of like, in that regard, I think I'm more diplomatic. I think you can't say all current music is better than all old music, just like you can't say all old music is better than today's music. That's one of the things that, that kind of drives me crazy when people say, I mean, music was always just better back in the day. That's because you're remembering the good stuff. Like there right. was always bad stuff. Like back then, you don't remember any of the bad stuff because why would you? Like exactly. it's gone. Yeah. You know, and even now, like I think current music is like still severely, severely underrated. Like I think a lot of people love to say it. Oh, music is not like it used to be. But I mean, I think some of the most amazing music around is coming out now. Once 20 years, 30 years past, and we look back at 2021 mm -hmm. we're gonna see that i just think like when you when you can only judge it based on how many years go by it's very hard to say immediately it's a goat album it's amazing i heard a lot of people say that about the j cole album j cole albums came out you know a lot of people were saying oh it's the greatest hip-hop album of all time and it's like how can you say that after right. you know a week a week with it people love to react on the internet so I think a little bit of time and patience needs to be there before you can properly judge something. And so those are kind of, it's kind of the stuff we get into on the podcast. And mm -hmm. there's kind of a lot to unpack there. So I'll try to go from the top. As far as whether modern music is better than older music, I'd say mm -hmm. definitely it depends on the moment. And then also your own position within that moment, right? We're young. We're listening to music that's out now. We're going to like it a bit more probably than we'll like whatever's new in 30 years. Mm -hmm. Old man syndrome, whatever you want to call it. I totally relate. I remember just thinking like, I don't know, a couple of days ago, kind of that same sentiment to like the super short term past, right? So I was looking back to the SoundCloud era of like 2016, 2017. I was in high school at the time and I wasn't listening to any of that music, but looking back on it now, I was like, this was so good. Why, why didn't I find this before? So part of me is like, ah, like what a time. But then the other part of me is kind of, no, that's, that's kind of bullshit. Like I'm, just looking back and giving the past a bit more emphasis now that I have, I guess, more knowledge, wisdom, hit my mic, but whatever, you know? So I think that's kind of a, a cool cool subject and then you were saying the the new j cole stuff i feel like you do need to sit on stuff before you can make proper judgments on it i know that hyper pop as a genre is still super super new and so whenever there's like an, a new innovation right whatever the wave is everyone's hopping on it you mentioned earlier that we live in a very reaction-based music culture kind of just social media culture is come to that do you think that's a bad thing or do you think it could be leveraged into something better and a bit more productive i don't think it's a bad thing i don't think it's a good thing either i think things just kind of are it is what it is social media i think has made us more impatient i think that can lead to bad things but i think that's just the way it is and i think we need to sort of adapt to the, the way it is and artists and people who want to market their music i think need to understand the way it is and then sort of live in that you know you find a lot of artists talk to a lot of artists who are kind of like oh i hate social media it's so reactive everything is just a one click sort of like if they don't like 
it within a couple seconds, they're on to the next. You know, my music doesn't fit in that box. There is validity to that, that's for sure. And I feel the same way sometimes when I'm making music. I'm like, you know, 30 seconds in, I don't know if this is gonna draw people in. It depends what you want, you know? Like, you can't complain about the way things are if you're not willing to adapt to it. If I'm gonna sit here and say my one goal is to make sure that the most people listen to my music and, you know, I want my streams to go crazy and I want this amount of followers, I have to react as well. I have to sort of like create music in a way that's going to get me there. And I don't think this is an extreme example, but if I'm super passionate about guitar solos, putting a seven minute guitar solo in a song is not going to get me there, but it depends what I want. So if, if my, if all I want is to make the best music that I can make and sort of just feed myself, then, you know, why am I even releasing music? Why can't I just sit in a room and, and do that? I think a lot of people are hypocritical in that way. A lot of, a lot of artists will say, I want to make the music I want to make, but I want this many followers. And, you know, people nowadays don't know good music. And I don't really like that. I know this is a quite a bit of a tangent over your original question, but I think okay. you were saying, you were saying, uh, you know, is it a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just the way it is and it can be a great thing. You know, I've made some really cool content, I think, just because I've been forced to, to sit in like a one minute box for Instagram, for example. So I think the fact that Instagram doesn't allow you to post more than a certain amount of time has forced me to be super creative with that time. In the first 30 seconds, I'll do something that I wouldn't have done if I was given five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I think the, the reactionary culture is really cool in that way. It opens your mind to new avenues. You know, you hear a lot of music, musicians say that playing a new instrument like opened up like a new pathway in their in their mind and their creativity i think that's the same with social media and tiktok and instagram culture being forced to be in a box like allows you to be a bit more creative in different ways create things to get people from the jump you know it is a skill to create music where people like it and i think that's another thing that's kind of underrated it's a skill to get people to like your music i think the goal for me is to strike a balance between the two you know make music that's that's artistic and musical and sort of feeds me and like makes me enjoy creating it and listening to it but also i want to be adaptable and I want to kind of keep up with the times and I want to fit the music into what's current and you know if that means I hop on trends I hope I can do it as me mm -hmm. if that makes sense I like so. that a lot I feel like it's a difficult balance to figure out because there's so many moving parts I really like that concept of allowing the box and allowing the constraints to fuel innovation mm -hmm. that uh, hasn't been put into words, I think, yet in any of the conversations I've had. But I feel like that's a really, really good concept and something that you're totally right, that given the constraints, people are going to be pushed to discover new ways to go beyond them, whether they like it or not. I think a simple kind of way to see that real time is in the runtime of newer songs, right? They're generally shorter. Like I'm looking at your discography right now. You got nothing that's hit the four minute mark. I wonder why that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and even with my own last release, my whole EP, like I'm pretty sure nothing hit the three minute mark and that was intentional because i was like oh here are the constraints people like shorter stuff we got to get to the punch way faster than like a three minute 30 regular pop song you know a decade ago would have been perfectly fine on the radio or, or whatever or whenever streaming platforms were still on the come up still it would have functioned perfectly well in that environment but in this moment that we find ourselves it's a context of like we gotta fit all the action into like the first 30 seconds like you were saying or maybe even first 10 15 figure that out and then keep people hooked for the minute, the two minutes, the two minute 30, two minute 45, however long it's going to be as far as the, the length. That's something that is completely on that same kind of train of thought. 
over this whole course, we've been talking about kind of more specific details of things, but just generally, you've been in the music game for a minute now, and I hope you're ready for the hour. So what have you been doing different now that you weren't doing before that has, you know, really upped your game or, I mean, maybe upped your output as well, but really just taking your stuff like to the next level? One was the work spend marketing. So I think one thing that I've learned that I can admit to is I overvalued talent and undervalued work ethic. And I think that's kind of where I'm different now. If you would catch me about five, six years ago, you know, I was still super, super passionate about music. I didn't focus on working as hard as I do now. Kind of goes back to what you want. You know, back then I wanted to make good music and I wanted people to hear it. But for some reason, I always had this idea in my mind, like if it's good, people will find it. And that's not true. And I think I realized that within the last couple of years, and that's why you can, I think it's pretty obvious if you follow me on social media, pretty obvious that I started working a lot harder. Last year, I think is a good example. You know, we, I kicked off a podcast, we're recording podcast every week. I made an instrumental album. I was trying to make a beat every night or every couple nights while I was sort of working jobs as well. So I think something clicked in me pretty recently where I was just like, you're, you're gonna, it's a pretty obvious statement to say because everyone, you know, a lot of people know this already, but for me, it really clicked. You really get out what you put in. So me sort of shifting that focus into like, okay, you know, I love making music, but I want people to hear my music. That's what I want. So I'm going to do things to get to what I want. That meant working harder. That meant marketing my music. That meant creating more often. Every single day, I made it a point after work to spend an hour at least recording music, recording music, marketing my music. I have to do something musical every single day. And that's what I, you know, I push myself to do that. And I, I enjoy the process to get to where I want to be. Um, and I'm not there yet, but I will be. But I think just sort of working the way I work now, I think is something I enjoy doing. And it's something that I think will eventually lead me to where I want to be. And I, I think that's the switch that, that happened in me. Musically, the one kind of thing that changed my game was being patient with the process. So mm -hmm. I used to kind of start songs and be really hyped about it. And then the next day or two, you know, if nothing was coming or a melody didn't hit me right, I would just get bummed out and I'd get a little discouraged. Now I'm kind of like, I'm confident that it will come. Mm -hmm. So I'll start a song, I think it'll be dope. And then within a week, you know, if I'm not, if something's not clicking or the drums don't sound right or the vocal mix, I, I just cannot get right. Mm -hmm. I just sleep on it. I just sleep on it and then I come back to it within the next day or the next day or two and something usually works out. So I think it's patience. A lot of it is just patience for sure. And I feel like that's something I've definitely begun to realize for myself, taking breaks is super underrated, definitely helps avoid the burnout and in small doses can really be used to, I think a huge advantage as far as creativity and just um, the free flow of ideas and things like that. But at the same time, you know, part of that work ethic you were talking about was, you know, having vision and having discipline at the same time. So when you find yourself kind of sluggish to try to record and get that hour in every single day, do you have any specific tricks to break into that flow state, into that mindset? Um, or is it really just a, I got to grind on this, so I'm going to do it today? I think it's it's a balance for sure. So if I've had a really tough day, I know myself well enough. I think it's kind of about being self-aware, knowing yourself pretty well. So knowing myself, if after a very long day and a day that's extremely stressful for me, if I know that this making music you know, will make me more unhappy and will kind of, you know, top off the day with sort of a burnout or, or just, you know, something that's not good for me. I know myself well enough to be like, I'm not going to do it today. And I, I don't do it. But there are days when, you know, I can recognize the difference between, I guess, being lazy and 
just really not having it in me. So there's certain days where I really don't have it in me. You know, I've been mentally drained or, you know, the day's just gone away that I cannot do it without sort of uh, just crashing. You know, it won't, it won't be good. And I, and I know that the creativity won't be there. Mm-hmm. Then I don't do it. But there are days when obviously you feel that bit of laziness. It's like going to the gym. You know, there are a lot of days where I, you know, you don't want to go to the gym. Like you just go. And then when you leave the gym, you feel good. And right. I think that's, that's kind of, I can relate that back to music. So the times when you feel a bit lazy, just do it. The times when you feel like you just cannot do it without, you know, being unhappy afterwards, do not do it. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like uh, that level of self-awareness is something you got to develop over time as well. But even just logically, right? If you're using the gym kind of example, you know, if you hit leg day super hard yesterday, don't go in and do legs again. Like that's exactly, <laughs> that's, exactly. A, that's a no-no. Yeah. So you got to yes. switch it up for sure. And just maybe do something different with your approach, whatnot, but definitely pacing yourself, staying patient, ultimately what I'm all about as well. So it's, it's really mm. cool to see you echo those thoughts here. So we've talked about the past, the present, what you're doing now, but it's, I think it's time logically to get into the future. So yes. what you're working on right now, what you got in the bank and what can we expect from you um, in yes. the future? I released a song in April. It was called backseat which i thought was uh which a really you know a pretty cool soulful tune um but i'm very excited for this next one by the time you guys are listening to this it'll probably already be out um it's called candy i don't know i had an urge to create something that felt like summer you know, I think maybe it was like COVID kind of on the tail end, seeing people out and about. I wanted to release a song that just felt like summer and would kick off the summer in a really cool, sugary way. You know, where the song is very bubbly, it's very bouncy. It's it's a it's a bit of a synth pop song with a hip hop groove that I think is very 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 good. So I think I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's out now. It's called Candy. You know, after this, I would say you can expect the next one from me August, then October. Um, I'm gonna say two months. Yeah, and that's you know, like I said, I can change my mind you know eventually maybe it's just it's too much but i want to put myself at least on some sort of schedule that i can you know be consistent about releasing but you know keep an eye out i'm still going to release i'd say pretty catchy tunes you know i think the zone right now is to incorporate a lot more guitar into my music so i play i play a lot of guitar but i haven't showcased it enough and i think i want to start doing that before we get into So Hill's advice for emerging artists, I just wanted to remind you that you can find So Hill's music on Spotify and other major platforms. Right now, Candy is playing in the background, and what a banger this is. Huge fan, obviously, but I'm biased for the homies. Follow So Hill on Instagram and TikTok at Songs by So Hill to stay updated on all his musical happenings. And be sure to listen to the Fresh Jam Sessions podcast. I'm on episode 18, and we had a great talk, so definitely take a listen. Follow Swan wherever you go to stay updated on all things music. Got a lot more coming very very soon so stay tuned for that now for some advice what advice do you have for aspiring musicians wanting to take their sound to the next level just be patient with the process work at it every day going back to a lot of things that we talked about today work at it every single day or as often as you can you know i would say going you know for guitar a lot of people struggle like learning guitar because they're like oh my fingers hurt after the first couple months playing and it just discourages them and i couldn't learn that first song but i promise you the rewards are very great if you push past if you push past a lot of the hardship initially i think the rewards are awesome so like you just you have to get through it you have to work on it it's the oldest saying in the book but practice does make not perfect practice makes progress i would say you know just keep working i'm a much better producer and singer now than i was even a year ago like i think vastly different and i'm where i am now isn't is going to be absolute garbage compared to where i'm going to be in a year that's just how it should be i think keep making music that you think tops what you last did keep trying to get better but be patient don't beat yourself up if you can't get something out or don't beat yourself up if what you're hearing right now doesn't sound amazing to your ears it will be if you keep working and you if you keep being consistent i think that is the key 
consistency is definitely the key. Just keep churning it out. Uh, and as long as you're happy, you know, be happy, just enjoy the process of doing it. You know, don't do something just because you feel like you need to, or you need to feed the public if it doesn't make you happy. And know yourself well enough to know what you want, I think is, is the point of a lot of things I've said today. But yeah, just be consistent and, uh, and keep trying for sure.